Hey everyone, it's Jasmine from Jasmine's Astrology, but you can call me Jay. And for today's video, I'm going to chat about the astrology of the week of May 8th to 14th. But first, if you do enjoy these videos, I would very much appreciate a like and a subscribe. It is super helpful and it's super free. And if you want to support my work in other ways, you can always check out my website, jasminesastrology.com for uh, consultations and other astrology offerings. And for any and all of the transits that I bring up in this weekly forecast, you can always personalize it further by looking at the house topics uh, of the houses where these transits are taking place. And if you need a refresher or an introduction on what the house topics are, I will have a link to a free PDF in the show notes or video description that you can check out for free. So all right, second week of May, let's dive right in. First things first, on May 9th at 3.50 p.m. Eastern, we have the sun conjunct Uranus in Taurus. I really love a sun-Uranus combination. They can be a little unexpected and um, unsettling, but I think that they bring a really nice, authentic, and positive vibe to life in general. and you know, when they meet up in a conjunction, this is really a day when we want to be seen and acknowledged for what makes us unique, for what makes us different. We want to embrace our individuality and the individuality of others. And we want to share the parts of ourselves that might surprise people, but that feel really, really genuine to the core of who we are. And by sharing it, it is really an act of being true and being genuine to ourselves. Uranus can be really helpful for breaking habits and breaking patterns, getting out of certain routines that might just actually feel like a rut. And in doing so, that is maybe how we're able to sort of step into that more authentic version of ourselves because we're breaking away from things that are keeping us a little confined and restricted. And oftentimes with Uranus in the mix, that is how we sort of achieve that authenticity because we're defying expectations. We're going against the grain. We are allowing our unique and wacky sides to shine, even when that means that we are going to stand out in the crowd. Uranus is very innovative, and so we may feel this desire to innovate in some ways, you know, how we express ourselves. So innovate in terms of self-expression. And maybe this is a day when the path towards that becomes clearer. Like maybe you have a sudden realization of, okay, yeah, that's how I can really express and, and let that side of myself really shine. Um, trying something new in that way is what's really inspiring us and making us feel alive, honestly. Sun Uranus pushes us to seek more independence and autonomy. We want to be free from whatever might be holding us back, and this includes relationships, jobs, obligations, but most of all, especially with the sun in the mix, it's like our own self-limitations. What boxes have you been putting yourself in that it's now time to break free from? And I should say that that clarity of how to move forward also comes from the sun, like the sun's light shining in on Uranus, this planet of innovation and breaking free. Now, this need to shine and 
be, you know, so totally yourself or wanting to shine in a certain way might feel a little unexpected. It might come out of the blue. Uranus does have a very expect the unexpected, something from out of the blue, a lightning bolt. Um, it, it has those kinds of qualities. And so this feeling might feel a little agitating or unsettling at first, especially because, you know, breaking away from expectations and societal norms isn't necessarily like a walk in the park all the time, right? Like it can be very ostracizing. It can be very uncomfortable. And the change that Uranus tends to bring can be really quick and swift and sort of like, just like, wow, what the fuck? Like what happened? But typically um, I think the net result is that we gain more freedom from these like unexpected events and we gain more autonomy, more flexibility um, from breaking outside of those routines, right? And I think that because of that, there's a renewed sense of excitement and enthusiasm in life in general, but also really towards those Taurus house topics. So I love Sun Uranus and I hope that it is lovely for you. So the next thing is May 12th at 4 a.m. Eastern. And I should preface, um, I do round these times because some like, I mean, this aspect might be happening at like 3.59 or 4.01, but I'm just going to say four. I will link a website where you can get the exact times for your time zone, but just know these are rounded. Yeah. So May 12th, 4 a.m. Eastern, we will have Mercury retrograde in Taurus sextile Saturn in Pisces at six degrees. And this is actually the second in a series of three sextiles between these planets in these signs. The first pass happened back at the beginning of April, and that was actually at three degrees. Um, And then the third iteration will be just a week after this second iteration, and that will also be at six degrees and when Mercury is moving direct once more. So this energy does play into the day, but it is also part of a larger story where Mercury's transit through Taurus is concerned. And because this iteration and the one next week are at that same degree, that six degree mark, I think that ties them together a little tighter than maybe the one that happened at the beginning of April. But I do feel that that's still in play, even if it's a little more subtle And I think, you know, whatever comes up today could definitely echo back to something that you've already been navigating and will definitely like very likely reverberate into next week. So however this is manifesting for you, the final beat of this story, the full understanding or resolution of the situation, I think doesn't come until next week when we get that final interaction. And we'll talk about that more next week. Um, so this today, like if it's not sort of echoing back to anything from April, then this could be the beginning of getting some kind of paperwork or long-term agreement started or underway. We can really zone in on the details with Mercury sextile Saturn and make sure that all the I's are dotted, all the T's are crossed, that all the language is super concise and clear. Um, the energy is very detail oriented. Our thinking is very practical and grounded and methodical. It's also a little cautious. Saturn brings caution for sure, but with Mercury being so close to 
its um its station degree like it's going to station direct very soon after this so because of that our mercurial processes are just taking a little bit more effort um, and we might run into some kind of delay with whatever it is that we're putting together and this delay could be because we're being extra cautious and aware and detailed but it could just be a classic retrograde feature of just not having all the data and all the details um, all the information that we need to be able to move forward. Uh, and if this is connecting back to that first interaction or that first um, iteration between the Mercury-Saturn sextile, it could be that you're discovering whatever you'd started back in April actually needs a little bit of revising, a little bit of reworking, or maybe there was some kind of error or a missing element. There is a bit of a serious tone to this aspect, but I don't think it's in like a negative or a moody way. It's more that we're actually just inclined to take care of obligations and responsibilities and we feel a kind of investment in being productive and making improvements. We might even be thinking about boundaries, um, you know, perhaps something that has come up during this retrograde has made you realize that you need to establish or fortify some of your boundaries. And that's the thing that you're really being thorough about and focused on. Or maybe you just even need to say no to a couple of things just before this retrograde is fully over, like just to have, you know, a couple more days of sort of like a brief period of consolidation and whittling things down and, you know, sort of focusing in on what really needs that focus. And this energy might help you to make that call. So same day, um, 10.35 p.m. Eastern, so much later that day, Mercury retrograde in Taurus will sextile Venus in Cancer, still at six degrees. So this is Venus coming in to offer Mercury some sweetness and support Venus is currently ruling over Mercury while in Taurus. And so I think from that position of rulership, Venus is really able to provide a bit of ease in regards to any retrograde problems. You know, things that, or I should say that, you know, things won't totally be solved just because Venus is now in the mix, but there is some relief or maybe like a, a, poor, a more positive point of view can be seen. It's definitely a positive mind shift, mind shift. It's definitely a positive shift for our mindset after that Mercury interaction with Saturn. You know, Venus, I think, might help us to just sort of leave the troubles of the day or the week behind us for just a little bit. Um, it might help you to find the words to express something that's been a little hard to articulate as of late, perhaps because of the retrograde. Um, or maybe somebody says something that's just like really gentle and really supportive, really affectionate, and it just helps lift that heavier and more serious mood that Saturn might have brought us earlier in the day. It's a Venus coming in is very gentle and tender and encouraging. Uh, it's a very sweet and playful energy when Venus and Mercury meet up under this kind of configuration. I think it makes for a super cute Friday night. It's a good time to catch up with close friends. And it might even mean that you're like 
um, reminiscing and sharing some favorite memories. You know, that Venus in Cancer loves to sort of reminisce about the past. And I don't know. Yeah. So I think it makes for a really cute Friday night, even if Friday brings us some troubles early on in the day. Um, I think it's going to end really cute. So then we will move to May 13th, 2.40 a.m. 2.40 a.m. Eastern, Venus in Cancer will trine Saturn in Pisces, still at six degrees. So I should say, if you have planets and points at six degrees of Taurus especially, um, but six degrees of the water signs as well, uh, and let's throw the fixed signs in there. So we're talking Taurus, Leo, Scorpio, Aquarius, and Scorpio again, Cancer, and Pisces. Six degrees is kind of a hot spot for this like two-day period with Venus, Saturn, and Mercury all kind of interacting at that point. So Venus, trine Saturn. This brings a serious and almost reverent quality in regards to relationships, joy, and rest. It is maybe a day where we can really take pleasure and leisure seriously. We can give them the respect that they deserve and prioritize them. We also, we want relationships that will support our long-term happiness. That's what is coming into focus for us is that we're realizing that those kinds of relationships that have staying power, the relationships that provide us with security and comfort and emotional connection, a deep emotional connection, are the ones that we want to focus on, that we want to put our energy and effort towards. We want to really nourish the most important bonds in our lives, and we also want to be nourished by them. We might be establishing and reinforcing boundaries around relationships that aren't supportive. I sort of see Venus and Saturn's interaction from both, you know, from two water signs in a trine. It's a little romantic, but like in a melancholic way, I feel like it might be nice to read some poetry today. It might be nice to listen to some sort of like sad love songs or love ballads. I just feel like that really feeds into the mood. With Venus, Saturn meeting under a trine, uh, making agreements and entering partnerships can last a long time when we're making them on this day. It's a good energy for making something that has a long-lasting impact that has that staying power. Um, and once again, Venus is coming in to offer some support and encouragement and sort of a gentle guiding hand. Venus does have exaltation in Pisces. So like anytime that Venus and Saturn are going to be meeting up while Saturn is in Pisces, I do feel that Venus is able to send some of her beneficence uh, to Saturn's, Saturn's way. Saturn in Pisces has us getting more disciplined and serious about our emotional well-being, about our creative and spiritual practices. With this transit, we might be experiencing a lot of shifting and changing in certain structures and foundations regarding the topics of our Pisces houses. And that is coming after a long period of time where things were very stable 
but maybe even stagnant in those houses because, or sorry, um, in terms of Saturn stuff, because Saturn was in Capricorn and then in Aquarius where it was, you know, in rulership and very stable in those signs. And then all of a sudden we're in Pisces where it's mutable water and so things are fluctuating and in flux. And I think that this trine, Venus comes in and offers a kind of a check-in for this Saturn in Pisces transit. And this time it's in Cancer where Venus is extra gentle and extra nourishing. And I think we get a chance to sort of think about where things might still be a little too rigid or where we might need to tighten things up. That's kind of the nature of Pisces is that because it's that mutable water, because it's that boundaryless nature of like the ocean, sometimes, you know, we we do need to reel things in, but sometimes the medicine is like, no, we need to soften. I also feel like this trine is if you have family members or loved ones that are older, I feel like this is a really nice day to have a visit with them or have a chat with them, providing them with some sort of support in whatever way they might need. Pisces is the last sign of the zodiac. Saturn is the last planet that we can see. And then so like sort of like end of life type thing, but then also Venus and Cancer being so focused on family and those core relationships. So I just think that energy coming together, it's just like, it's a nice day to call your grandma if you talk to your grandma and just have a nice chat with her. And um, it's also a good day for being honest and open about maybe a worry or a fear that you're navigating, because I think that um, we get the support that we need from our loved ones, our loved ones sort of being represented by Venus in Cancer. Um, and being honest, too, about the kind of support that you need and then putting structures in place that can help you to continue to navigate that. And then, you know, if you're maybe identifying more with the Venus and Cancer piece, you might have somebody coming to you and expressing those feelings and like looking for support as well. And then, you know, for more on Saturn and Pisces, if you are interested, I do have an offering on my website. I cover Saturn significations, Pisces significations, of course, what it might mean for Saturn and Pisces for the transit in general, uh, the history of Saturn and Pisces transits. I have horoscopes for all 12 rising signs. I talk about some tarot cards that are associated with Pisces and um, there's a PDF and then there's a PDF plus audio version and I'll, I'll drop a link in the show notes to that. Okay, so finally on May 14th at 11.15 p.m. Eastern, Mercury stations direct in Taurus at 5 degrees. So Mercury is now preparing to move forward once more. We're not fully in the clear until the end of the month when that shadow period is over. Um, and until then, Mercury is still moving rather slowly. It's still not fully recovered. It's still going to be, you know, retreading the ground that it had to come back over during the retrograde. So mercurial things are definitely in better shape moving forward, but we still want to exercise some caution knowing that, you know, Mercury hits or like knowing that until Mercury hits that 16 degree mark, which will be 
the furthest it will have gotten in its transit of Taurus this year. It is still in the process of revisiting an area of the chart where it was a few weeks ago. So there's still a certain vibe of redoing, revising, reworking, revisiting, but this time with a forward motion. And usually the days of a station, so anytime a planet is stationing retrograde or stationing direct, these are the ones that typically cause people the most issues. And that's because there's no movement at all. You know, at least when Mercury is retrograde, it's still moving, right? Yeah, it's moving backwards and it's asking us to revise and revisit things, which can be frustrating, but there's movement. But the day of the station, it's like, no, that's a pause. We are not moving today. So yeah, just to watch out for the day of the station. This is definitely our sign though that, you know, the wires are beginning to untangle, the confusion and the mix-ups are starting to be straightened out. The information we might have needed or that we were searching for will, you know, start to become clearer or at least more accessible. We might feel that situations which have been a little stuck or stagnant do start to gain some momentum again. And I totally failed to mention this when I talked about Mercury retrograde, I believe, in the Taurus season episode of um, what was formerly the star's turn and is now just Jasmine's astrology. But in any case, while I was talking about this Mercury retrograde, I did forget to bring up the fact that um, Mercury's retrograde was happening from five degrees to 15 degrees or 15 to five degrees of Taurus. And that is the exact same set of degrees that Jupiter is going to retrograde later this year as well in Taurus. And I just honestly, that's fascinating to me. And I feel like, you know, whatever happened during this retrograde is definitely going to come back in some way during that time. So it's definitely an important part of the chart this year. And so hopefully you've been keeping an eye on what's been coming into focus and into awareness, like the the topics and the themes and the situations that have been taking place in that Taurus part of the chart, part of the life. And you'll be ready for that revisit later this year with Jupiter, which we will definitely talk more about uh, when it comes. And I think even next week, we're looking at Jupiter moving into Taurus, which is just like super exciting. So we will get to that next week. But That's all I've got for you this time around. Let me know in the comments if you have any questions or let me know how May has been for you so far. How was the eclipse in Scorpio? How has the rest of your retrograde been? Um, Send me a comment below or send me a DM on Instagram at Jasmine's Astrology. I would love to hear from all of you about all of the astrology and As always, thank you so much for watching and until next week, I will catch you in the cosmos.